0: This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show I'm Aaron Katzman, your host. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. As always, we are coming to you from the capital, the spiritual capital of the world, that is, and soon-to-be financial center of the universe, Jerusalem, Israel. And we're going to have a great show because I'm going to debunk conventional wisdom. As you probably know by listening to me, I don't like conventional wisdom. Um, but before we get to the big show, if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to contact me first by email. That's Aaron Katzman at LighthouseCapital.co.il. That's Aaron at A-A-R-O-N at LighthouseCapital. That's one word.co.il. Aaron at LighthouseCapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.arenkatzman.com. That's www.A-A-R-O-N-K-A-T-S-M-A-N.com, AaronKatzman.com. So, I like taking short day trips with my family, <coughs> because we just can't get enough of each other. <laughs> a couple months ago, we did this really, really cool navigation game um, around the uh, city of Tel Aviv in what's called Old Jaffa. And it was a really cool game, because basically you got hints and stuff on your, um, sent to you, pushed to you on your cell phone. And then uh, you were able to go around with your phone and answer questions and find the new, the new topics. It was a really cool game. Why do I bring that up? Well, to stall for time, because I've got you know, 12 minutes to kill. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Because what's really important, we were asked about all kinds of questions about Israel. But one of the questions was, true or false, Israel is the world's largest high-tech center. So funny enough, what did my kids write? They wrote true. And I asked them why. Well, I said, why do you think Little Israel is the world's largest high-tech center? And they said, well, because we always hear about Startup Nation and all the cool things going on with Israeli high-tech. And we know so many people who are like influential in the world of Israeli high-tech. So it must be that Israel is the center of the world. And then you know, they got the answer on their phone. It was a big X, like, ah, not even close. And I said to them, you ever hear of Silicon Valley? And they go, well, where is that? And I said, well, that's in California. And they go, well, can we go there? <laughs> can we take an airplane there instead of taking our little car to Tel Aviv, Jaffa? Can we take an airplane to Silicon Valley? And I said, no. But you'll have to trust me. Anyway, what? why do I bring this up? Because too often, people just accept certain things, certain mantras to be true. And they never question the logic or the reasoning or lack of reasoning, I should say, that stands behind them. Case in point, I'm going to go to one of the things. I've, I've said this many times, but I love the hoopla surrounding Earth Day. As you know, I'm not the, the world's biggest um, supporter of environmentalism, um, and I'll tell you why, right? In a USA Today article, this goes back a couple months, um, two reporters, Doyle Rice and Elizabeth Wise, write, Climate change is real and an a part of our daily lives. There is no longer any question that rising temperatures and increasingly chaotic weather are the work of humanity. There is a 99.9999% chance that humans are the cause of global warming. A February study reported. That means we've reached the gold standard for certainty. A statistical measure typically used in particle physics. Yeah, the only difference is particle physics is a real science. Seriously, 99.99999% chance, sure, sure, certain, that we cause global warming. My first question is, well, we've taken all these steps over the last like 30 years, and how come those aren't working? Right? Every my my real answer to that is, you ever hear of sunspots, or you ever hear of volcanoes and what they throw up into the atmosphere? Anyway, you're listening to The Aaron Katzman Show with your wise host, Aaron Katzman. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's dot com. So we're trying to debunk conventional wisdom. And... uh why don't we bring some more gems from uh, those uh, environmental, um, environmental? I don't want to say, people who like environmentalism or who think that the world is going to end, right? There was an article from Alliance Bernstein written by um, some managers of their concentrated U.S. growth fund, and they wrote, climate proofing an equity portfolio from rising sea levels to catastrophic weather events investors can't afford to ignore the risks of climate change since many companies would be vulnerable if current climate forecasts materialize asset managers may want to consider climate change in their equity research process and engage management teams on the subject they continue by 21 by the year 2100 the planet could be as much as 4.4 degrees celsius warmer than it is today so Yes, ladies and gentlemen, these wonders at Alliance Bernstein know what the weather is going to be like in 80 years from now. They can't tell us what the weather is going to be on Tuesday, can they? They've got no clue. But for some reason, their models are so good. It's like being long, what is it, Long? Uh, uh, short-sighted? Right, so can't see anything, can't see anything right in front of them. But boy, do they know what's going to happen in 80 years? from now, funny that they're not going to be alive from 80 years from now. So there's no repercussions if they're wrong, right? But everybody says, oh, well, they they got to be right, right? That's the conventional wisdom. Oh, yeah, we know it's going to be in 80 years from now. The worth is gonna, the Earth is going to be hot. It's going to be like uh, what was that called, Terminator? No, that Terminator, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I forgot what it was called. Right, where the 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 fans and that. Universe that they were on stop working and and um, you know everybody gets hot and they die because there's no oxygen. This is not Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. This is real life. Okay, nobody for some reason likes to challenge most of these positions because they make no sense, right? Now, how did, what does this have to do with your portfolio? Well, the financial media has their own um, conventional wisdom, which they just push to you all the time. What is it? That you need about 80% of your pre-retirement income in order to retire, and that you should draw down 4% of your portfolio annually. Now, why do I think that's right? Well, let's go back. If you do a Google search, I tell my clients this all the time. They say, Mr. Katzman, how much money do we need when we retire? And I say, well, if you just do a Google search, how much money do I need when I retire? It's going to probably say most of the results, like 50 billion results in 1.3 seconds going to say that you need between 75 and 80% of your pre-retirement income. They'll say it's caused because you pay less tax. Um, you're not putting any money anymore into retirement accounts. You may have paid off your house, no more mortgage. Unfortunately for many retirees, especially now those who retired in Israel, this number has little basis in any kind of reality. When a couple retires, they often find that their expenses are different. It's therefore really, really important to sit down and make a realistic new plan based on these changes. I've spoken about, I've written so many times um, that I'm much more conservative with my clients when it terms of how much money they need to spend, how much money they're going to need in retirement. Because I have this equation, leisure equals money spent, right? When we have time off, we tend to spend money, right? Whether you want to travel whether you're going to eat out, right? You're going to meet your spouse for brunch, right? Well, when you're both working, you never do that, right? You're brown bag it to work or you'll, you know, whatever it is, you'll go to the cafe and, and, and grab a sandwich. But when you have all this time available, well, you know, wouldn't it be nice to go? We've got to kill time anyway, <laughs> because there's nothing else to do. So let's have brunch. Okay. Well, that costs money. The more time a person has available increases the chances that they're going to spend money, then there's the other issue. We all know that making it in Israel isn't so simple, right? Many retirees that I sit with have an immediate goal of helping their children as well. How does that help manifest itself? Well, it could take the it could take the, the form of direct financial support, or it could be like Grandparents Tuesday, where the grandparents pick up. Right? It's a short school day, so the grandparents pick up the kids, and they've got to obviously treat them to uh, legumes. <laughs> Just kidding. Now they've got to give them pizza. You know, Bamba, Coke, whatever it is, ice cream, falafel, all the real, real healthy stuff they've got to give them. So it's just not true, right? In a nutshell, it's not true. You don't need, you don't, you're not necessarily going to need less uh, than you were making once you retire. In fact, I possibly probably need even more. Um, so once you have a handle on your income needs, you should probably go ahead and create an income stream. Forget about this 4% drawdown rule. In many instances, you can create a portfolio that will be able to generate the income you need without having to draw down principal. Whether it's using dividend-paying stocks, um, international bonds, these are different ways that have much higher levels of income than you would generate with U.S. government bonds or CDs, which are basically paying now zero. So if you don't have to, why should you draw down principle? That's my question to me. These people who who, who are out there pounding the table that this is the only way to meet your retirement goals. It's just not true. There are many other ways. So tune out the noise, okay? Don't rely on conventional wisdom when trying to figure out what the weather is going to be in 80 years from now. And don't rely on conventional wisdom when planning your retirement. Sit down with an advisor. And start figuring out what your goals are, what your needs are. And then with solid planning, you're going to go a long way towards setting yourself up in retirement financially, and you're also going to have some peace of mind, which is probably the most important thing that you can do when you're in retirement. So don't listen to what everybody is saying. Listen to what I am saying. That is the moral of this podcast. You've been listening to The Aaron Katzman Show with your host. Aaron Katzman. If you got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il, or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. ar and com. Aaron Katzman com. It's been a pleasure and we'll talk to you real soon.